And I'll get up and I'll play a bunch of covers, and at the end I'll play Dick Down in Dallas. I, I heard there's bars that won't let you play. Yeah, it. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They won't. Do you think there's a specific line that? Uh, I think it's butt fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is that the one? Grab the KY, get yourself ready. You got some slide to do. Welcome back to another episode of the DM Monday podcast. I'm Trey Lewis, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Bonner and Mitch Wallace. Hello. Um, and today's guest is Teddy Rob. What's up, brother? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Happy to be here. You know, the only reason you're here is because I found your music on Spotify by myself. Nobody showed it to me. I just found it, and I fucking love it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good compliment. Cheers. Yeah, brother. Thank Cheers. You. I remember yeah. the day he found it and he was like, dude, you got to fucking listen to this shit. Yeah. And he was like, uh, I was like, all right, what's his name? He's like, Teddy Rob. And isn't that somebody else's name that's like a, who's the, who's the big guy with the beard that sings? Teddy Swims. Teddy, Teddy Swims. Swims. I, was like, oh, Teddy I said, Sw- oh, dude, you mean Teddy, Teddy Swims? Teddy around way longer than Teddy I said, Swims. you mean Teddy Swims? And he was like, no, 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 no. Teddy Rob. And I was Teddy like, all right, Rob. cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard your name before, and, you know, like, every Friday, new music comes out in Nashville, and I think every songwriter, every, um, anybody that's anything lives here in Nashville for music, checks out that new, you know, new music, country new music Friday, and, like, you were, like, one of the four songs, but it was Pretty Things, um, that Kyle wrote, Kyle Sturrock. Yeah. And, like, I'd seen, um, Kyle play at... Um, listening room like the week before that song dropped or whatever and uh, I mean by this time I'd already been listening to your music but there was like he was like yeah I wrote this song about my wife or my girlfriend or whatever like when I first moved to town and we lived in this shitty house and guy named Teddy Raw wrote it so that was like the third I mean uh, putting it out this Friday or whatever so that was like the fourth fourth or fifth time i heard your name and i was like i'm just about to just dig in here and just go full-on fan so love your shit man where are you from uh man i appreciate that i'm from ohio akron okay cool ohio boys yeah ohio boy here with a bunch of alabama guys you johnny and uh and and kyle kyle's from there too right Mm, I don't think Johnny's from Ohio. He's from like Virginia. Yeah, he's from Virginia. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, I think I'm the only one. Nice. Nice. Uh, when did you move to Nashville? I moved here in 2013. and uh, Damn, long time. Yeah, I was doing, you know, came down here and was doing Broadway. And then they were just, uh, we were talking about snowboarding. And yeah, then in so, t- like, uh, I was here for a year and then I, I was out on a snowboarding trip and got asked to be a house musician out there and so oh, i moved nice. out to vale and was there for a year and then been back since did you get to live in vale for free during that pretty much because it has to be expensive it was 250 live. bucks a month damn dude, you know how much awesome. the mcdonald's breakfast cost 18 dollars a day <laughs> it's a different time <laughs> really why is that dude because vale's like a dreamland it's yeah it's, it's fucking gorgeous podcasting or something it, it really you, you want to see my video of me snowboarding yeah let me see if i can find this <laughs> We played out in uh, Denver. At, I'm having all kinds of ideas. I mean, here's a little clip here. of it. Man, what the fuck? 
You got a little messed up, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I dislocated my shoulder. Like, out there on the hill. Dude. So, like, I hit. And, you know, they tell you not to land on your wrist because you can, like, break your wrist or whatever. And I'm a big boy, so that's, like, even more exaggerated for me. So, everybody I knew that snowboarded, when I asked them for advice before, like, a week before, it was like, hey, you know, you're a little bit heavy. Just don't land on your wrist. Like, don't land on your wrist. Don't land on your wrist. I was like, all right. Which is okay. So, when I fell, I was like trying to take it you know and i fell one time and landed directly on my shoulder and i mean fucking pain dude and instantly like i guess my adrenaline was going i just jumped up and went like this and it popped back in Oof. and it still yeah. hurts to sleep on to this day and that was in february so snowboarding was not our fan uh, our friend dude no, we don't you go out there and bust your ass when you're yeah. 30 years old yeah, I You're take done. it pretty easy these days, but I, I was I was pretty aggressive when I was living out there. Can, Can you do a one eighty? I mean, yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, no problem. <laughs> He's down here doing those uh, quadruple Mitch black was like diamonds. making bets with people that he was going to do a one eighty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like, was like, dude, I'm so good at everything I do. I can crush snowboarding. And it was not the case. <laughs> it takes a minute. Yeah, like uh, skiing is easier to get up and just go. Yeah, but uh, but skiing's kind of it's lame. harder to master though. Snowboarding it takes a while to even get your bearings. But snowboarding's kind of lame. I mean, skiing is lame. I don't Dude, the, ski. the older I get, the more I'm going to ski. I want to really? ski again. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it's, it was kind of lame looking. So I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to get girls flying down a mountain at like 50 mile an hour. Yeah, but I want to get girls. You know, <laughs> and I just went out there and busted my ass, and someone else got all the girls. So you would just play music at yeah. night and snowboard all day, like living the dream? Yeah, that was pretty much my life for that year. And then the summer was Were you awesome playing covers or originals? Yeah. Or? yeah, mostly covers at that point. I mean, I was still, you know, just trying to get – I didn't start singing until I was 21. Yeah. So when I moved to Nashville, I'd only been singing a couple of years. And I was like, well, if I'm going to practice all the time, I might as well try and, like, get paid practicing. So I was yeah. singing, like, cover sets all the time. Yeah. here and then i kind of took what i was learning on broadway and went out there and they seemed to like it for a while and then uh i made some connections that brought me back here in 2016 and 2017 i got a deal and did that whole thing for dude vale is full of rich people too so i bet the tips were nice yeah yeah i did good like, i made some money out there people might try to buy you a car or something yeah is um, the deal that the the deal you got is are you still in that deal now or no no so that, I, that's the ep you put out right my first two EPs were yeah. with Monument, and uh, and I had that that deal, and then got out of that in 2022, and then Pretty Things was actually my first independent release. Yeah, I mean, you Pretty been, Things was great. But you've been crushing it, you know. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's a whole different you know thing doing it independently. I don't know how long it'll last, but I'm in, I'm enjoying. Yeah, it. I at least feel like I've gotten to have the bit of time where I wanted to just like record songs that I didn't really give a shit what anybody else thought about him i just wanted to yeah. put some yeah music that's the out that vibe I that i totally got you know from yeah. like listening to your music like i mean i've obviously listened to all of your music now but like you know i really you know dove into it but it seemed that's the vibe that i got it's like this guy doesn't care you know whether he wrote the song or if he didn't write the song or like he's just putting out good music yeah you know and how that's you, cool to me how'd you come across pretty things i mean like were you and kyle already friends or so how did that go uh kyle and i were writing because uh roxy over at universal set up set kyle and up, uh, up and we were writing and i built a house last year so I, we just had a little bonfire and we had just framed the house in and uh 
we're sitting out there having a bonfire and we're, you know, you know what happens when a bunch of songwriters are hanging out and there's guitars around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've kind of got this winding driveway and we're just kind of dreaming about what this house is going to be like. Meanwhile, I'm living in a 800 square foot condo and he plays that song. And I was like, man, what's going on with that? He's like, nothing. I was like, I'm getting ready to go cut. Like I was going into the studio in like a couple of weeks. And so, uh, I mean, I just love it's like the, song the first song he wrote when he moved to Nashville, basically, a, or something. That's it's an says. insane song that the. I mean, I just think Kyle's insane. So. He is, he's he's insane. nuts, dude. He's yeah. Insane. So I was pumped, that, you know, a solo right, and it and it really was like for us, uh, you know, having the record deal is is amazing. It's a dream mm-hmm. come true. But you have, you know, ten really smart people in your ear. Yeah, and so whenever i was going independent i was like well i just love this song and i i love what this this guy's doing uh and kyle and it, it really fit my story and i related to it and it's just kind of cool to not but have I to mean, ask even, permission yeah but even the artwork and like the you know the whole theme behind it man i think you did a good job of, thanks man you know, i appreciate putting that. that out um uh what was i gonna say oh yeah kyle will uh he'll um text i get these texts on fridays and saturday nights every friday and saturday night of people being drunk in some bar in the middle of nowhere and they're like they're playing your song <laughs> but um kyle sent me one he said just checking in here i'm in so and so and then like, every but every time he does it like i'm like yeah man you got to put music out and like he doesn't want to hear it you know <laughs> yeah. but we think the train the train songs too is so good I don't know, Kyle. Have you heard, you've oh, heard the train oh, song? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know Kyle, like, well, really personally or at all, but uh, every time I've seen him, I've told him I'll do all his content for free. Like, dude, just put out music and I'll do all your content for free. And every time he's just like, yeah, man, good to see you. <laughs> like, <laughs> brushes it off. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, dude, one day. Like, yeah, that train song yeah. fucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to cut that as soon as he'll let me. Dude, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, dude, you should. Mitch has been trying to tell me to tell him to let dude. me cut it. but I mean, it's so good, I could sing it, and it'd go crazy, you know? What yeah. about like, McElwain? McElwain could sing it, and it'd blow up. It's yeah. that good. Yeah. Let's not go that far. Yeah, maybe not McElwain. Well, There's, I thought for sure I was doing a good thing, bringing some whiskey in to drink with the guy that uh, has a dick down in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Because <and>, that's... <laughs> About all I knew going yeah. into today. Yeah. No, dude, <laughs> dude, he's like, no, I'm sober. Yeah, I'm sober. Uh, Tell me about that. 16 years. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, it's a long ass story, but I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't know it. Um, but I mean, I started drinking and doing drugs at a young age when I was like 13. And then I don't know. I progressed really fast. You know, it was like a ski jump for me. It was just. Just straight down. Without the 180 or with the 180? Just, just double diamond straight down <laughs> it, baby. Um, isn't it like double black diamond? That's like the hard That's course. what me and Bonner were doing. On yeah. Our yeah, of course. Face down, ass up. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, every time – it just got to a point where every time I got drunk or got high or something, I always, like, ended up in jail or, you know, like in the insane asylum or just, like, it was bad. And I was, like, 19 years old, and I was, like, puking up blood in the mornings and just, like, pounding whiskey and just – it was bad. And uh, I decided I wanted to go get help, and I went to uh, rehab for two weeks. And I got out of rehab, and I went to halfway house for six months, and I started going to 12-step meetings and uh, 
long story short, I've been sober ever since. Uh, I moved in with my dad at nine months sober and bought a guitar and taught myself how to play it. And so long story short, I always say country music saved my life. But it's been a long fucking road, dude. No, I don't want to say it's been tough in a way of like wanting to drink because I don't ever think about that. I'm just saying life's hard in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm still here, baby. You What's know? wild is it's, it's continuous sobriety, you know? Yeah. Like for me, like I got a DUI and I went 17 months sober Yeah. because I was scared that I was an alcoholic or had a problem. And then I was like, oh, I'll dabble with it again and see if I'm good. So it's most impressive that it's like continuous. Yeah, it's day in and day like, out, you know, and like I don't have a problem with people that are, you know, I know we joked about Brill and other people that are like California sober. I don't have a problem with that. Whatever works, whatever improves your quality of life, as long as you're not killing yourself, like yeah. I, I'm down with that, you know. For and sure. Then, you know, when we go out on the road, y'all like to rage, you know, we like to get girls on the bus sometimes, you know, whatever. Do you do that? Yeah, of course. I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. McElwain does. <laughs> whatever. Do the best part. <laughs> Never forget Bristol, Tennessee, McElwain. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> the best part about uh, Trey being sober is you always have a driver, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, we'll go out and Trey will buy the most shots for, out of anybody. Like, yeah. he'll just be feeding you shots. And, you know, you always try to use it. She's like, oh, man, I can't drink more. I got to drive. And he's like, no, you don't. I have your keys. <laughs> My favorite thing to do on the road is, like, we'll be chilling on the bus in the front lounge. And I'll be like, McElwain, drink that. Mitch, take this shot. <laughs> Smoke yeah. this, you know, and I'll get everybody that's just like calls a whole bunch of chaos. And, and then, then you like, go to bed. And then like 10 minutes later, I'll go get in my bunk and yeah. shut my curtain. <laughs> I will say that one night he you does. gave McElwain like a full cup of fireball and he got in my bunk and it was bad. Dude, this weekend, uh, Nick got sick. He got way too drunk and, and high or whatever. And Trey, Trey caused it. And then at the end, like Trey will go to his bunk. And then when shit gets bad, like Nick was in the back, like all balled up, <laughs> and Trey will come back out and just talk shit. Like that's <laughs> when like everybody a conversation with him. Yeah, everybody's like hungover, like at the end of the night. And Trey's like, my favorite thing to do is wake up the next day and tell everybody, man, man, guys, I feel great. I don't know about <laughs> y'all, but I am not hungover at all. Yeah. <laughs> you're a you're a shot bully that doesn't drink. I've yeah, never yeah, heard of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if uh, you take a nap the next day, he's like, "Yep, you must be hungover, piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, but I sleep the most out of anybody. Um, no, nah, man. But I mean, I have fun with it. You know, I don't ever, I don't ever think about like me drinking anymore. Like, I don't, yeah. it doesn't ever even crosses my mind like that would be a good idea or a good time. You know, like if it was still fun for me, I'd probably still be doing it. You know, but I, it got to a point to where it wasn't fun and it was just such a negative thing. And now it's just so much a part of who I am and a part of my story. And I feel like, you know, like what we're talking about, like a lot of that story hasn't been told yet. And that's like my drive to keep on going. Like I feel like my sobriety and not only my story of where I was, but the things I've been through in my sobriety is still the story that's untold and the story that. I feel like has to be told. Like if I don't get that story out, I feel like unaccomplished in a way. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it ain't about like you know number one records or having songs on the radio, but it is in a long way of like everything that I've had to go through. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, then after Trey started working at the uh, at the rehab. yeah, I worked at a rehab center for like seven years. Yeah, yeah, and my that's how we met. My cousin was addicted to uh, heroin, and Trey was one of the guys he accredited with saving his life. Yeah, when he went to rehab, Trey was his intake person, and 
that's how we got close, became friends. That's but it's awesome. like so much shit like that that I just forget about, you know? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, helping people is like part of what sobriety is. You know what I mean? It's like, and I do it now these days as as like a as a sense of duty, and I don't ever even think about it or question it, and I feel weird talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, it ain't about me. You know what I mean? It's about helping that person. It's about me. It helps me like move on to the next day, but I feel weird talking about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, he doesn't like to brag. I recently yeah. had a friend that moved here to a sober living house, and we were fishing the other day. I told Trey about it, and he was like, yeah, well, if you give him my number if you want to, if he ever needs anybody. So, like, Trey's not a complete piece of shit. Yeah, I just sing about dicks and butt fucks <laughs> every now and then. You know? Sometimes you got to get it out. Yeah, yeah, you just got to get it out. So, uh, I saw in your story you bought a cowboy hat today. Was I that did. today or was that yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Where'd you yeah. buy it from? Hatworks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so, it's a nice one. It's pretty nice. And you like went and got fitted and everything? I don't yeah, I don't get a lot of things for myself, but when I do, I like to I like it to be nice. So I won't have ten cowboy hats. I'll have one and it's gonna What be- made you pull the trigger? Watching Yellowstone? Mm. <laughs> no, actually I wrote a song that was just <laughs> the dumbest song, but well not it's a dumb title, but we wrote it and it was so fun and it was uh it just had some some cowboy hat shit in it yeah. and i was like, like i want to put this song <laughs> yeah, like, I I a cowboy hat. <laughs> and honestly I, i've been here you know for so i'm coming up on 10 years and i just have never had a cowboy hat i've just never really considered myself that guy not i'm not a i don't consider myself a cowboy hat or a cowboy or yeah. cowboy hat guy but I don't know. Something just got inside. It crawled inside me and said, you need to get you a damn <laughs> cowboy hat. Yellowstone. <laughs> Intrusive thoughts. <laughs> Yellowstone crawled inside me and made me want a cowboy hat for a long time. Do you have one, Mitch? No, but I'm not a cowboy either. But I have like a in between a cowboy hat and like a work hat, I guess. Like it's not a full cowboy hat. It's like a smaller one. And it's like Indiana Jones. I would put it on and yeah. watch Yellowstone. I have a cowboy hat, but Brad Curry, while he worked at Boot Barn, just hooked it up. So that's the only reason I have one. Didn't Kyle write a song called If I Was a Cowboy mm. for some artist? Yes. Yeah. That yeah. song's a banger, dude. Can, yeah. can we make McElwain put his cowboy hat on during this episode? Does he have one here? Yeah. He has a sweet boy on it. Uh, so, do you have a cowboy hat? Probably downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. a funny <laughs> So, um, you know, Ella Langley's my roommate. Okay. Um, and... Uh, her manager, James, one of her people on her team, uh, we went to – me and Ellie both used to be at WME for booking. And WME has this party every year for uh, – I guess it's CMA or – Christmas, was Christmas it? or something like that. It was at it was Layer Christmas. Cake this year. Okay. And downstairs, they were giving away, like, uh, cowboy hats, and you could get stuff stitched in them. And I don't know. James' idea was is that we would get he would get Brooks and uh, Brooks and Cum <laughs> tattooed or stitched, in, stitched into his hat. his hat, and his said Brooks, uh, <laughs> and mine said and Cum or something like that. Yeah. So I have one, but it doesn't really fit my head. It's kind of yours awkward. fully says Brooks and Cum. Yeah, it does say Brooks yeah, and Cum. Yeah. yeah, it's somewhere. What I think is your say? They're my heroes. Mine yeah. yeah. says Sweet Boy. Yeah. And I, I told them to put it we're, in the back, but they put it in the front. <laughs> they're the reason I got into country music. Yeah, yeah, Brooks and Comb. And uh, oh, James got on his. He got um, Brooks and Comb, and the uh, U was a horseshoe. Mm, oh, yeah. that's cool, cool. But I listen when I wear a cowboy hat. I just look like a you know 
if I'm six five, so it yeah. only makes me like a seven foot cowboy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of it. Can you drive? You can't drive wearing it. Hits the back of your yeah. Seat. You got to pull the. Do you drive wearing the hat anyways? Yeah, dude, I take my hat off every time I drive. Well, you're not a good driver. Dude, I'm <laughs> the best driver in this room. The worst driver. No, dude, he's one terrible. time Bonner picked us up from the airport. Or, yeah, I no, drove off. We left. got back from the airport. And he was like, "Yeah, I parked in the parking lot at the airport. You guys, I'll take you home." So we get in the shuttle, and they're like, you know, they do stops to like each section. And Bonner was like, yeah, we need to get off here. And we're like, okay, cool. None of us know where the fuck you parked at. Neither did I. We get off on like section B. And he's like, yeah, we're over here. I'm in Z, we bitch. Up, yeah, we need to walk into like K. <laughs> like we had to walk legitimately like a mile to get to his car. Dude, it's like when you go to the grocery store and you park fucking three miles away and you're like, fuck, I'm at Kmart and I'm it should be at Walmart. Dude, we <laughs> so we had to walk there as the bus passes us and then the next round of bus passes us. I'm going to lay in the street. You, we're all sweating, walking to the car. It was brutal. And then I drove my home safe. Yeah, barely. With no he, hat on. He does this thing where he speeds up and then he pushes the brakes. Yeah, and then speeds up and pushes the brakes. I wonder my but transmission's like driving like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Dude, not, my, my dad would want to kill you. I'm not tall enough to reach the pedal. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I want to kill it too. He yeah. doesn't know how to work anything in his car. He has like Apple CarPlay. I don't know how it works, dude. Oh my God. I don't know how CarPlay works. Get it together. Button it up, man. <laughs> Button it up. Button it up. Button it up, buddy. I'd be the one still using the aux. Yeah. Like the actual Bluetooth. That's great. And he's in a brand new Nissan. It's fucking crazy. I don't know how it works. Nobody showed me how. When I first met Bonner, he had an F-250 and a Nissan Altima. And I was like, dude, you have an F-250? Why don't you ever drive that? And he's like, I just got it. Doing breast girls. I don't know. It didn't work. I sold it. <laughs> so I, I, we can cut this out. This is like an awkward thing. But I was talking to somebody today. I was telling me you were going to be on the podcast. Um, apparently, you have like a crazy love story. Oh, Are you, you still have a girlfriend or no? Yeah, okay, yeah, we cool. can. So we can, we, we can don't have to cut it out. We yeah, can tell yeah, we're good. I, I don't know if I've ever really told this story on a podcast Exclusive. before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you heard the song "Question the Universe"? Yes, I love that song. All right, so that that's like ten out of ten. That's probably like <laughs> like stay single is obviously like okay. So single again is a song that I have. Yep, and it was like. It was like another viral moment for me on TikTok. It was like went number one on iTunes charts, and it's like another hit that we have at the live shows. And I wrote that song. I wrote it. We broke up. I put it on uh, TikTok um, like a few months later. And as the song's like blowing up on TikTok, me and her are like trying to work things out. So like I don't know. I was I every, anytime I ever hear a song with like single again or because there's like you know how you'll like write a song and check the title, and so anytime there's like anything like that, I always like check it out. And that's how like that was your first song that I heard. Oh cool. Was, was stay single, and I was like, this is way cooler than my song. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. shut up. <laughs> and you wrote it with um. Uh, James McNair, right? Yeah, James and Pete Good and Brandon. Yeah, I did. I just did a writer's retreat, and uh, James was on. It was our first time writing together. He's, He's so good. Dude. I love James. Yeah, good I love dude. his uh, his music too. Oh um, yeah, the was it the Fly on the Wall? Mm-hmm. That song's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to hit him up. But um, anyway, it's your story. Enough about me. So it was St. Patrick's Day last year, so like 2022. Yeah, and I don't go out a whole lot. Um, even like, especially after COVID, I just became like really introverted and yeah. wasn't going out and, uh, just for whatever. I'm like, ah, it's St. Patty's day. I'll, I'll get out. So go, go drink out. some green beer. Yeah. Go out, try and have a good time. I'm yeah. in Nashville, like whatever. 
so I go out, meet a girl. Uh, it's just like a phenomenal night. It's like so fun. And we're, I'm hanging out with Matt Stell and Brad yeah. Tercy and the vibes are real high. Uh, we end up going uh, to Brad's house and we're like, just all hanging out and playing guitars and there's like this brazilian guy or something he's an amazing singer and <laughs> brad pulls out this like old vintage amp and he's playing and i'd st stumble through a few chords at this point yeah and, uh and then just had a, like an awesome night and stayed up almost you know till sunrise next next day i'm leaving i'm like hey should uh should we like try that again was that real or was that just the night you know yeah. so so we go out again and she's like, I gotta be honest with you, I'm moving to LA in like ten days and Damn. I got a boyfriend out there. And, and she lives here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah she's, but she's getting ready to move to LA. Yeah. And, this is getting good. Um, yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, like we we hang out one more time and like probably I probably ought to not do this if you're really moving. And uh she's like, okay, so like the fourth day we don't hang out. I'm like that that sucked so yeah. uh you know I, I talked to some friends they're like no you ought to go for it my dad tells me the story of like forever ago my dad's almost 80 so oh, he's wow. like he's like i was going through some really tough times and i was uh took a trip down to florida and met a stewardess uh on the airplane and i probably i don't know we might need to cut this part out right. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get my dad in trouble <laughs> yeah but uh anyhow he, the long story short he's like we spent like three days together and you know after that i i, I never uh saw her again and turns out she was like she had somebody else and he's like i just tell you i didn't go for it and he's like i still think about that yeah. he's like so you ought to go for it so then i'm like i'm in yeah because you get the knowledge you get the the uh what is it from your dad like the you know the knowledge from him you know yeah, like, that's awesome wisdom, old man wisdom yeah no you don't have to cut that out yeah. he's, he's cool so anyhow <laughs> <laughs> we, i'm like it's day five i'm like all right we got five more days to figure this out you're about to go to la and i don't want you to and i'm just like in my head like what pull out everything all the stops yeah. like whatever you got to do and uh so it's like run down the street crying you know chasing all the VR. outside our house with a boom box all of that i did everything you could think of rose <laughs> petals on the floor yeah and uh all the while brad tercy had been kind of hanging out with us and we mm -hmm. go to red door we went to some dinners blah blah and uh finally uh it's friday night and she's leaving the next morning brad hits me up he's like hey your guys' story is like really kind of inspired me uh I, I you know i got this song idea i'm, I'm kind of writing about you guys would you want to come over and finish it with me i was yeah. like hell yeah i'm on my way like i'm on my way to go finish the song with him and he's like i finished it yeah um he's like but you can cut it <laughs> base well i've just said like well that's incredible uh i'm gonna cut that yeah <laughs> and uh so i cut it um the next morning she left for la she went out there like a week later she hits me up it's like it's not working out here w would you want to try it if i came back to nashville so we're still together over a year later dude that is awesome yeah hell yeah y'all live yeah. together or what yeah that's cool yeah that's how question the universe came about and it really you know i was questioning a lot of things and uh but dude when you got a broken heart or you're falling in love and you lose that person it hits different yeah no that's great that's awesome what's it like what was it like growing up with an older dad man 
Are your are your parents both married or no? Um, yep, they're both yeah. married. Um, to each other or other yeah. divorced kid? Me too. Yeah. Been through a couple um, with them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so my, my dad being older was pretty awesome. I mean, he was like already established in his career. So I got a lot of, you know, wisdom, a lot of time with my dad that I think, you know, a lot of people don't get. Like if I had a kid right now, I'm like right in the middle of grinding for my career. Yeah. I could not yeah. imagine mm-hmm. being a great dad right now yeah. or my dad was already settled. So I got a lot of, a lot of really great time with him. And, you know, on the, on the other side, it's like, well, you don't, maybe don't get as much time with him cause he is getting older, but he's still here. He's in pretty good health and our relationship's great. So, you know, I might, I might end up being the same, being an older dad myself. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. You, yeah. ever, you ever hear Theo Vaughn talk about his, him having an older yeah. dad? No, no. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's just good. You gotta look it up. I, um, I was raised by my grandparents. So my grandpa was like my dad and, uh, it always sucked, man. Cause he never understood the trends. So like, I remember when, uh, how old are you now? I'm 33. Cool. So I'm 31. And when Nike shocks came out, I was like, I want these so bad. Like everybody has them. All my friends have them. My grandpa was like, yeah, those are dumb. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for shoes. <laughs> and he was like, you can go get some Reeboks and like call it a day. And I was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, And then I remember, uh, the, uh, the baseball bat, the connects mm-hmm. came out, you know, where it's like a two piece bat. And I was like, I gotta have this bat or I'm going to suck. And he was like, yeah, you can just get a copperhead. Like, the little cheap fucking forty dollar bet, and I was like, no. So it was brutal having like an older dad in that sense. Did but he probably dad... taught you character. Yeah, he uh, did a lot of character. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of that was like, man, I wish you were cool. Like I wish you were younger and understood that, like, you know, this makes me cool. So did you yeah. ever have to deal with any of that? Man, the only thing with him was he his just his back always failed him, so he couldn't do a, yeah. a ton of sports stuff. But he was still like active i mean he was way into muscle cars and yeah. so we drag race together but i was bike racing when i was like a little kid and he was he's we started off with that and he was you know building me the most badass bike you could have and then it was dirt bikes and then it was four-wheelers Hell so yeah. we rebuilt a couple four-wheelers we just uh we rebuilt a, a 68 firebird that i just brought down i saw here. that the red one yeah that that was something was like that in a music video i saw on your page or something um i don't have it in a music video it was on but, your tiktok i think yeah a video of it yeah sick it's so your dad built that we built it together like when i was 17 18 and that uh That's and awesome, it's always dude. been something we we've bonded over and he's like got all kinds of cars that he's built in the past got got a few of them in museums so getting to learn that kind of thing from him was was really great i could not have done what that car is without him like he, yeah, he's sick. the brains behind it but i i was a, a big a part big part of it and got to learn a lot so about, you had the flashlight got yelled at a lot yeah 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 been there. <laughs> yeah like i'm an idiot don't you know? put it right there i can't see it. yeah it's like well that's where you told me to put it so i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah we were you know still just this couple weekends ago same thing you know i'm, I'm crawling under yeah. the car doing things he's like yelling at me we're doing better now yeah. now i know how to take it better but when i was yeah. you know 21 i didn't know how to take it's that funnier, it's funny because my stepdad is like he's the type of man that like he can fix anything like yeah I mean, anything, you name it, you know, but it's like now he's a little bit older and he has two knee replacements and I know he's going to watch this and he's going to be like, yeah, he's right. Damn it. (laughs) But like, we'll be like changing the brakes or whatever on my car. And like, 
you know, he'll be like, no, you got to do it like this. And I'll be down there like, you know, yeah. taking forever. And he'll be like, let me show you, you know, like he gets yeah. down there and like, even though, but he's older, you know, so it's a little bit harder for him to get down there, but he gets down there and gets it done. Like, I know, yeah. you know, it's just amazing. It's a gift. Yeah. It really is. Like people who are mechanically inclined, it's yeah. a gift. I watch my dad even to this day. I'm like, and he just, before I brought the car down here, he got it like completely ready, rebuilt the motor did so much and i'm like this was kind of like his last hurrah on building a yeah rebuilding a car and getting it ready and it's just even at 80 years old he's he's just as sharp as can be with that yeah. kind of thing it's awesome yeah anytime so. i'm like trying to do something in the house i'm like i put these grids up i fish a lot i have these grids up in my basement or garage where like i hang like fishing stuff like it's like a bass pro shops and i was like i hung on myself i was so proud like what would Joel do, you know? And one of them fell because I didn't, like, get it all the way into the stud. <laughs> and I was like, man, what would Joel do here, you know? And then, like, he came up to that, uh, came up here CMA week. He was like, oh, man, all you got to do is put a screw through here, right here, and you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> we hung it Fixed like it. that, you know? Dude, I went to like, uh, I went to pick up Trey's boat from Birmingham back in Alabama. I was, I was going home, and Trey was like, swing by Joel's and grab it. And uh, I went there, and... I think, you know, in and out, 15 minutes. Dude, I was there for probably like an hour and a half. Joel had to, he taught me how to re grease the whole fucking axle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just and, gave him the whole rundown. Yeah. Showed me his whole shop, showed me all his tools, his old, like old Tahoe. Like, yeah. Showed, told me it all. And, show, and I, to this day, now I know how to grease an axle on a trailer. Like, just because he was like, hey, come on, I'll show you how to do it. And I'm like, all right, why not? Yeah. We, so, we talked about like me and my stepbrothers, like, uh, we bought them some. I think we were talking about buying those glasses with the camera on it. And my stepbrother was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get them those." And then, you know, like when the toilet seat's broken or like, you know, we're just gonna get him to film it on those glasses <laughs> so we can archive it for you know when, when, it, when he's not here. Like, how do yeah. you fix this? How do you fix that? Yeah, I'm terrified of that man. Yeah, the, the, the idea of not having him to call and be like, "How do I do this?" It's yeah, just like, does yeah. he play any music? No, no, he didn't at all. But my my grandma, who she passed when I was like five years old, so I didn't get to like firsthand learn it from her. Yeah. But she was a uh, she was an incredible uh, singer. She had like she had a full ride to Juilliard and acting and singing, and she couldn't go because at the time they couldn't afford to get her there. Yeah. And and so, but I always knew that in the back of my head. I'm like, man, I, I love music. I listen to music. Uh, you know, growing up at a, you know, I felt like a different pace than my, a lot of my friends, even I love classic rock and country. And that wasn't really going on with my friends. And, uh, when I quit playing football, it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up guitar and start learning some chords. And, and that was at like 21, 19 when I started playing guitar. And then I really started singing at like 20, 21. We got, I got dumped and it was over. I yeah. just poured yeah. it. Learned how to strum a G chord, and it was like. Yeah. And, you know, and then it, it kind of filled a void of uh, of not playing football anymore. I love the the lights coming on. I love playing the game. I just got. What did you play? What I, position? I was a receiver and defensive nice. back in high school and played a little uh, receiver in college. But by the time college came around, I just. Where at? I was at Akron U. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then in, ended up graduating from Kent. But. Um, what did you major in? I have a business degree and a music minor. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was getting interested in music like my last couple of years. Yeah. Like when I quit playing football, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to finish this business degree, 
learned some stuff on music. I was taking some piano, taking some guitar, taking some voice. But really, I was just doing like these bar gigs. And then uh, I was doing that for like a year. I'm like, I'm going to Nashville. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Hmm. What's the title? Man, I think it was called Bad Boy. Bad Boy. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first song, Bonner? <laughs> no, because they were all awful. <laughs> no, we remember. College Football Saturday. Was that no. the first one? No, I wrote that in college, but no. What was your first song, Trey? Uh, it was called Frankie Didn't Die in Montana. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> your best friend got taken to a fat camp or something? No, no, no. My best, <laughs> oh my God. My best friend I grew up with, um, he was getting his parents um, he was getting his parents' debit card and taking money out. And he would go buy mushrooms and weed, and then we'd just smoke it all in his basement, do them all. And his parents obviously found out, and it was probably like a couple thousand dollars, and they sent him to wilderness camp in Montana. <laughs> yeah. This is also the – so I have a new record coming out. I'm working on a record all year. And um, the title track's called Troublemaker. And, uh, and the first line of the song is – or one of the first lines – Lines of the song is, uh, I used to hide in the weeds uh, every time my best friend's mama drove by to see Frankie wasn't hanging out with the lights uh, with the likes of me, and uh, you know Frankie was my best friend and yeah. his parents didn't want him hanging out with me. It really happened, right? Well, I was a bad influence. Yeah. Are you still friends? Dude, we're best friends. Yeah, that's awesome. Anytime I've ever been through like anything in life, like when I went through my divorce, like <laughs> I was married for six years. That's another fun fact. <laughs> about me but uh you know like anytime i've ever like needed like a friend like he's been there you know and vice versa you know um i lived with him for a little while right before i moved to nashville actually we he he gave me like dirt cheap rent you know and uh like i think it was like 400 bucks a month or something you know but he didn't die at wilderness but he camp. didn't die out in montana and he's still alive <laughs> and going uh you know we're still Still best friends, still talk on the phone peri periodically, you know. And I bet it was a good time. Yeah. Well, I'd like to go to wilderness camp in Montana. Yeah, that I mean, fun. he said that, like, it was, like, some of the most beautiful views he's ever yeah. seen, you know. And there was no debit cards to steal. No debit cards to steal, you know. And, I mean, he's, like, and that's, like, a prime example of, like, what being an addict is or, or an alcoholic versus what's not, you know. Like, we party together, but, like, Frank can have a beer or two and be fine, you yeah. know what I mean? I drink one beer and, and I don't know, I might be arrested in the bad parts of Nashville trying to buy white substance that's hard, not soft, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never had that issue. I, yeah. I like, I like to have a little bit. Yeah. That's probably why, you know, I haven't ever had to quit is because I just, I like a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. Right. Nothing wrong with Once that. in a while, once in a while I get carried away. But. Yeah. That's so, um, uh, I have a segment that I do All right. on here. It's called a uh, verse and course. And Macklebrain, is this guitar tuned? Yeah, you gotta play. You gotta play for us. So what we do is uh, an unreleased song. Okay. I just want you to play the first verse chorus. You can either play it on the speaker or play it on the guitar. Um, anything out of your phone. I'll play the guitar. Cool. Sick. Guitar tech Macklebrain. I always love when people pick guitar. Guitar, guitar yeah. tech Macklebrain. Am I singing into here? It doesn't matter. No, um, man, you can just play. Macklebrain will set it up. All right. What's, what's this one called? This, well, I'm, in, I'm just going to relate it to what we've been talking about. Will you about. move that mic in front of both the guitar and you a little bit? Yeah. I'm going to relate this one to uh, what we've been talking about, about having an older dad. 
Okay. It's just because that kind of came up organically. I just wrote a song called Old As You Feel. Sunday afternoons riding shotgun seat Daddy at the wheel riding next to me Was eight years old, he was 53 But man, you never known Cause he'd hike those trails, climb up them rocks Do cannonballs off the old lake dock Don't know why, but one day I stopped and asked Daddy Are you old? He said, I feel just like a kid right now I'm down here trying to figure out How time flies by then turns around Seems like it's standing still Age is just a number that turns a page or takes you back It don't add up, it just don't seem real But son, you're only as old as you feel Hell yeah. I'm like, damn. Damn. Mitch, are you crying a little bit? No, but this is the best segment in the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was I mean, great, hell dude. yeah. We might as well thank be home now. That. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we've had a... Uh, We've had some, we've had a lot of those, and I always enjoy that. Yeah, that's segment. always a good time, dude. That's that was cool. that's incredible. Oh, thank uh, you. Has man. your dad heard it? He has. Yeah. 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 Was yeah. He, what, just, what do you think? Did you get him to cry? <laughs> you know, I didn't. Uh, this the song progressively, you know, changes. There's like three di- kind of different stories, and uh, uh, I think he liked it. You know, my my dad's real hard of hearing, so it's uh, I'm not ever sure what he's what he thinking. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he blew both his eardrums out. One scuba diving and one working on an engine. So damn, he's got hearing aids in both ears and working uh, on an engine. Yeah, what is yeah, that? Like mean? a backfire. Oh, yeah, shit. he blew his eardrum out, and then the other one went out at scuba diving. He was a real interesting guy. I'm like doing my best to try and be as interesting as him, but he lived a pretty cool life. Yeah. I busted an eardrum once. Uh, oh. I wrestled in high school, and this kid came in that wanted to be a UFC fighter. And every year at wrestling, we'd have those. They'd come to practice for a week or two, and then they'd quit because it wasn't what they thought it was. And this kid came in and was trying to do like a like, like an arm bar across your face. And instead of like coming in gracefully and doing that, he just mm, and to suction cup that right to my right ear, and it instantly just and and everything was just uh was just ringing like. How is it now? Um, it was good. It, it threw off my equilibrium. So like when it instantly happened, it like I was jarred, and I stood up and I couldn't like stand up straight. I was like wobbling around and. Uh, I, my buddy Gil saw who wrestled with me. He came over and he's like, "Dude, what's wrong with you? What are you doing?" And I was like, "I can't, he- I can't stand, I can't hear." And he's like, "What?" And I went over to coach and I told him, and he was like, "Quit being a pussy. Get back out there." The good and, old days. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> you get canceled for that now. Yeah, you get fired. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that. "No, coach. Like this is serious. Like I'm for real." And uh, oh man, he was like, "Whatever, man. You didn't bust your eardrum." And I was like, "Well, fuck you. I'm leaving." And I got in my car and drove home, <laughs> and. I guess that's when he found out I was serious. I don't know. But um, I went to the ER that night. When I got home, my mom drove me to the ER. And your ear heals like it cross heals, like your eardrum. It like threads itself like crossways. And they were like, yeah, you got a pretty good hole in there. And they were like, give it a couple weeks and it'll heal back up. Don't get in any water. And uh, it did. Wow. So I had this thing called barotrauma once. Um, so like I think coming out of COVID – 
in like January and February, I just had COVID for like two months straight. You know, just like I, I, I swear, like I, I had remember. a sore throat for like a month straight. You know, I remember this and like a headache and like I don't know. Anyways, um, I was dating uh, my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we went to North Captiva Island, and which is really awesome. I don't think think it's there anymore after the the hurricanes that went through there, but. We go to this island for like a week and I'm like kind of like got this like sinus infection, whatever. And on the way there, we left Nashville. We we're supposed to like fly to one place and then fly to Fort Myers and then drive in. And we ended up like going up in the air and then like we missed the place where we were supposed to land and we went to Dallas and then we went to St. Louis and then we went, then we got to, it was just a nightmare. So on the way back, we flew from Fort Myers to, Atlanta and then we're supposed to go to Atlanta and Nashville. And when we were descending into Atlanta, I got the worst pain in my ear. Like it felt like Oof. somebody was like stabbing me like in the neck. Like I wanted to like emergency stop the plane. It was miserable. But like my ears were just like fucked up Oof. after that for like weeks. And I remember having to play shows in like Chattanooga and shit. And like I couldn't even really hear out of my ear. But it was it was pretty scary stuff, man. Yeah, I remember yeah, you were like, not something you want to mess with. Freaking out about it, you were like, "Yeah, I'm never getting on the plane again." Yeah, I mean, we didn't even when we were supposed to fly to Nashville. We, I just rented, you rented a car. A car yeah, the rest of the way. I was like, I cannot yeah. do that pain, pain again. And every time I've flown since, I've always made sure that I had like, you know, nose spray or like whatever if I had any kind of thing going on. Chew gum, right? Is that yeah, chew yeah. gum. Yeah. Ever since then, I've been scared. To fly. Or just being sick. Don't go if you're yeah. congested. That's a yeah. That's, a big that's thing. what they say. But you know, every time I get a flight, I'm like, hey, I'm kind of congested a little bit. Should I cancel this shit? Yeah, for sure. But yeah. You never can. Every I mean, time I get COVID, I get a little itch to fly. fly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I feel like every time I fly, I get sick. You know? Yeah, it, dude, it drains you. I mean, uh, th have you done like a radio tour or anything? Um, no, I haven't done like a full on radio dude. tour, but like. I have um, done a lot of flying. Last year, I did uh, 40 dates with Kid Rock. Okay. And I was a featured artist on the tour, so I wasn't with my band. I, did, I was just like a um, – I came out during his set every night right after picture and sang Dick Down in Dallas. Nice. So there was a lot of planes, you know. Yeah. And I, it was like, God, it, I, just, it, it, it kills you, man. I did a uh, radio tour in 2019 and it was just unbelievable how, how, you know, how that just drains you. Yeah. Drains, drains. And it's not everything. the flight. It's the waiting around in the airport forever. Yeah. Like you got to stay you hydrated. Jet -lag too. Yeah. You got to stay hydrated. Yeah. It's uh, apparently flying is like terrible for your in yeah. internal organs. Yeah. So, it's not that know? good for you. I, I could, I could definitely feel it. Cause I was flying like five, five times a week, mm -hmm. at least sometimes a few a day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad to not be doing that anymore. I'm excited to to do it eventually, you know, do a radio tour. But yeah, definitely. I know that it'll be a lot on me because we we tour as much as we can as a band. So I'm sure I'll be flying during the week and then meet up with the guys and yeah, do all that stuff. And just got to be be real with them sometimes. Just take care of your health. Yeah. I did, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be, you know, tough and not gonna ever say if I'm tired. And yeah, there was like I went on a three day stretch where. I like for three days in a row they're like well this is going to be really beneficial this is great yeah but the the problem is is uh you're not going to be able to uh get a hotel for like for three nights in a row you're just yeah. gonna be on planes 
Yeah. So I was sleeping on planes for three nights in a row. By the end of that, I was just a zombie. And I'm still trying to go and perform. And And try to make these people like you. Yeah. You know, that's the toughest part of it. It's hard to be likable when you're tired. Yeah. 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 With no good showers. Fuck that. Yeah. That'd be brutal, dude. Yeah. We, we, I just went to Alaska and went fishing out there. Hell yeah. It was a 24 hour travel day. Yeah. And I didn't feel, I didn't enjoy the trip until like the last day. You know, you ever go fishing up in Canada? No, um, that Alaskan fishing trip was my first time ever doing. What were you fishing like for that. up there? Uh, halibut okay. and um, we caught sea bass and lingcod and a bunch of stuff. My manager, which he was the most novice person out there, caught a two hundred and forty pound halibut. It's like a seven foot fish. They said if we would have caught it in August, it would have weighed way more. Wow! But it was like the biggest fish that that marina had ever caught. In two generations, of that's fishing. awesome. Yeah, it was cool. That's I mean, awesome. It was like a fishing that's a rush. Yeah, it was a fishing trip of a lifetime. But dude, like, I threw up every day. Like, I was miserable. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, that's like real. Like, I bass fish a lot. Like, okay, I have my boat here, and I'll travel to Florida. I'll go when I'm off. I'll go wherever and go fishing. But like, that fishing right there is like, that's a real man. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. in the you're in the conditions. It's summertime over there, but it's like fifty degrees and you're freezing and the waves are like just like you know, I mean I did the armband, I did the the patch behind the ear. I mean, I did everything, and I was still just. Oh, God, reeling a fish. Nah, I, I don't know if I if I want it that bad. I go on a fishing trip up in uh, Quebec every year. Yeah. My stepdad has a cabin up there, and we go walleye and pike fishing, oh, yeah. and it's like. It's a dream. Yeah, it's a, I bet it's, it's fun. It's just a dream. Yeah, I mean, I had fun in Alaska, but I wouldn't do it again. Like, uh, like I'd probably do it in like five years. I tell everybody on my team, everybody, I'm like, hey, these dates, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm I'm off the yeah. grid. I'm in the wilderness, and I'm like, I'm you know, drinking beer. Is and, that like ice fishing or what? No, no, it's uh, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, yeah, it's like we go in uh, late May, and then I'll usually go shut the cabin down and like. Uh, you know, early September. Nice. Nice. So, uh, you spent a lot of time in Vail playing music and you've been here for a long time. Um, the name of the podcast is DM Monday. Um, because when, when Trey blew up, we started getting some wild DMs. Yeah. Um, like what's the circumference of your dick hole? A lot of weird (laughs) shit. So, uh, I'm sure you've had your fair share of weird shit and I know you have a girlfriend, so let's be respectful of that. So maybe not the weird shit like that, but what's some of the weirdest DMs you're willing to share? my dms have been mild lately yeah. i think that everybody just realized i got a girlfriend and i'm but like even back in the day back like in, in the, the day, veil in the veil days what are some of like the weirdest shit you got dm no the, the wildest was like 2019 2020 and it was just uh just i don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. hot girls i don't know if it was wild at all it's just you know there's like, girls in my dms I'm like this be is a, different ten roof to mumbrian tonight <laughs> yeah i don't i mean there was probably some uh there was never any weird so there was probably some some uh some dick pics that i i was like very shocked by like hey i what yeah. the fuck is yeah, that? that's a little weird yeah yeah uh not not my uh my jam buddy Trey has a good one that's similar to that um, yeah. that would be you know the weirdest thing that i'm just like Bonner. <laughs> but uh no it's just it was wild to go from like you know struggling musician um 
not not getting a lot of uh, attention from girls almost like struggling with that for years to like what's the secret uh, what do i gotta do differently get a song on the radio fuck me dude i'm gonna lay in 21st avenue (laughs) yeah and i I just it was just kind of crazy to see how that changed um like i i wouldn't even go out i just like you know just look at pull up your phone that like instagram was became a dating app yeah and, oh yeah uh it's the number one now it's a porn app. site <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's now there's apps within apps on yeah, instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, true. but uh now my my dms are mild these days yeah. you know are I you just, posting on threads now no you dude i'm like the i just i, I am just like the the least uh interested in in, in social media i'm trying to be uh like I love this because it's yeah. like real life talking to people, yeah. but I struggle being myself. As soon as I do this and start looking at my yeah. camera, I feel so uncomfortable. You um, might like if, going if, live. You ever do that? On that's TikTok? what I should do. That's actually what Leah said. Uh, that she's like, you need to just go live because I'm like, I'm be- I'm way better live. I'm just more natural. I like yeah. talking to people. I love being. Like, dude, I go real. live every day, and I don't have like a ton of people in my live. I probably have like fifty people in my life but all 50 of those people fuck with me you know what i mean yeah and it helps my like algorithm like anytime i post a video on social media like and then i go live right after like that video is just like circling and people and it like helps me but i enjoy going live because like i can actually have a connection with people you know what i mean whereas like if i just make a video and post it people don't really get to know me and who i am you know what i mean yeah, I, I struggle cool. with social media, man. I've had my. Do you have somebody I've, that now that you're independent that still helps you with that? Or are you, are you still are you with doing assembly? A lot of your own. Not with assembly anymore. Really, just. Uh, I mean, Lee and I are doing it, and I ha- I've I've just recently brought management on, so sweet. They're they're starting to help help me with some a lot of things, but yeah. um, man, I went through a period where I was like. Uh, you know, okay, I'm gonna do the TikTok game, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I was just fucking miserable, mm-hmm. and so I got to a point where I'm like, you know, I just kind of threw my hands up and was like, God, if if I'm supposed to do music, I can't be a slave to social media. It's just I, I'm I'm not built for it, mm-hmm. and I just kind of it took all the pressure off, and it was like as soon as I did that, like other doors started opening up, and. Uh, you know, now I'm on on this podcast. Like I've I've not done a lot of podcasts, yeah. like anything, but I'm I'm enjoying this. And then, what you can take this and clip it up and use yeah, it for social exactly, media, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And we will so, we will send you all that. It'll be great. So yeah, I'm trying. I'm just learning ab- yeah. about that stuff. I'm learning how to be, uh, to be happy in in my own life in my in in the real world. But then give you know learn how to give some people some pieces of that. But I don't like to give too much of myself away on social media. Yeah. For sure, for sure. People can turn that and use that however they want. Yeah. Yeah, and not get the full story, you know? No. So they can twist things, not know the full story. Yeah. yeah. I think it's brutal. What's My favorite coming? line is, is, oh, that guy sings Stick Down and Dallas. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I've heard your name where, yeah. I like, yeah, I think that's, you know, probably a lot of people's first, like, he's probably a wild dude or whatever. And but in writer circles, I've everybody I've talked to, like, oh, no, he's like a great dude. He, everybody, your, your name yeah. is really uh, well respected in town because I, I write with some really, uh, really great people and they've all had that's, awesome that's good things to, know. to say about And that's you. just like one day at a time, man. Just keep being yourself and, you know. But you also have a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. We like to have fun, you know. <laughs> Like yeah. I mean, if, if, what's life if you can't laugh? You yeah. know what I mean. 
Yeah, like, I'm trying to learn that, man. I get stuck in my, you know, I get like real serious. I'm like, I think it's like the athlete and the competitor in me where I'm like, yeah. I get so serious where I forget to like just enjoy it. Dude, this. I mean, Dick Down Douse was a complete joke. Like it was not meant to like go viral. Mitch convinced me to put it out. You know, he was like, I think you should get on this app, TikTok, and just post videos and see what it does. Like, it was honestly just like a campfire song between friends. And then it, I mean, we never expected it to change all of our lives because it did, you know. Were you in Nashville already? Yeah, yeah. I've been here. I moved here in 2019, January 2019. Yeah. And uh, it was after my divorce. And I was just like, I just got to move because I lived up here in like 2012 and like did a whole record and, you know, and then I was going to move up here. And my buddy was like, man, don't move up here. Just stay home, get your chops up, you know, like move up here when it makes sense. And I was just like, you know, I played in cover band for six years and I would come up here and write and record and then go home and do that whole thing. And I was like, I just got to try it. Like I have to, like, I remember telling, I have another best friend, his name's Chris and he's been on the podcast before, but I remember telling Chris, like going over to his house and be like, man, I think in January I'm going to move to Nashville. And he's like, you know what? You need to go do that. You need to know that, you know, if you come home six months later with your tail tucked between your legs, you at least gave it a shot. And I was like, you're right. And I, and I moved up here, and um, when I first moved here, I was like, man, I don't even know if I want to be an artist anymore. Like, maybe I'll just write songs and get songs cut. And then I was hanging out with Alex Maxwell, Dawson Edwards, and a couple of other people. At We were just having, like, a little bonfire thing, you know, drinking. And they were drinking and, you know, passing around the guitar. And they were like, Trey, why don't you play something you never play? And I was like, cool, I will. And I played uh, the song called Believer that I've written. I've never, oh, I, I did put it out during COVID, like a work tape version of it. And I played it, and uh, I ended up having to play that song like six more times that night, you know. But it was like something so small and that, you know, with like-minded people around me where it made me believe in myself as an artist again. You know, I was like, wow, I, yeah, I do want to do this. I don't want to stand on the sidelines side and write songs for other people. You yeah. Know? I'm just now figuring out how to do that. Why the fuck would I want to spend the next 10 years trying to figure out how to do that? Like, I just do it for myself and yep. cut my own songs, you know. And if there's songs that are better that I didn't write and people believe in me enough to cut them, then I'll do that too, you know. And um, I don't know. It all kind of worked out the way it was supposed to. And, you know, I think that a song like Dig Down Dallas could ruin a lot of artists, but I think it was handed. I think I, it landed in my laps cause I can handle it, you know? Yeah. So, well, it seems like you have a, an idea where you want to go from there, where I yeah. think some people could have that immediate success like that. And then especially with a well, song, what's like that, the next Wheeler Walker song that I can put out that, you know? Yeah. And then you're just kind of a joke and I don't want to, not that Wheeler's a joke. I mean, but it is a joke. He's a comedian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I've got more in the tank than that. So we're, we're, uh, you know, we got to make believers one day at a time, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel that every day I'm in Nashville, you know, I've been here. September will be 10 years since, yeah. I, since I left home. And I mean, I've like just had so many times where I've thought about giving up. I mean, that's just been a constant battle of thinking about going back home. And you, Do know, you ever have what, to work any odd jobs here? Pay the bills? No nah, man. Always my music. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've always just if I if I couldn't pay the bills, I'd always just 
hit up friends and go. I, I mean, I, I'd be playing Broadway even within the last, you know, couple of years after having, you know, like just going, hey, I need to make a few bucks. I'm going to go down there and yeah. play. And then I've been playing, you know, some shows lately and doing private. I miss gigs. it sometimes. I miss playing Broadway, dude. It's like I, I do stuff or like, like Broadway type gigs. I never did Broadway that much, but I did. I played all the tin roofs across the southeast, and I sneak like down to Whiskey Row and play uh, every Thursday there with a couple friends. And yeah. it's like for me, it's about staying loose because I'm not yeah. on the road a ton right now. Yeah, but I am playing shows. So what I was finding was I'm like, man. I, if I go, you know, three weeks without playing and then I'm I'm getting like, you know, real money to go play a show, I gotta be good. Gotta be good. Yeah. I don't wanna step up there and be the like, oh, I've gotta, you know, get the rust off. So yeah. I just started doing this thing where I would I would go down there every Thursday and make a few bucks and uh, you know, stay loose. I think it's music's so similar to like comedy where you just you gotta stay loose on yeah. stage. My favorite thing to do is uh Matt. He's he used to play drums for me. He'll he plays with a guy named Paxton P on on uh, at the Valentine, and I'll go down there and I'll get up and I'll play a bunch of covers. You know, they'll just think I'm like a friend sitting in, and at the end, I'll play Dick Down in Dallas, and then I'll just leave the bar. Speaking <laughs> of, we're playing there tomorrow. Yeah, so, dude, I've been asked to play Dick Down in Dallas. I mean, you won't do it? it? No, I've done it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a sneaky good melody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's a. Um, you know. I, I I agree with you. You know, I feel like I can say it's a it has a great melody because I didn't write it. You know what I mean? And like, I I feel like I can brag on the song because like I'm not like yeah. a writer on it. I feel like if I sat here and was like, yeah, this song's really good, and I wrote it, like I, I feel like a douche, you know? Yeah. But the fact that I wasn't a writer on it, I'd be like, yeah, that song's good. You no, know? It, it actually <laughs> is. It's it's a very yeah. very well written song it's got a hell of a message i mean there's a reason that shit cost a hundred dollars on broadway <laughs> isn't it crazy that it's a hundred dollars i, I heard broadway? there's bars that won't let you play yeah it. yeah, oh, yeah they won't band band you, on broadway <laughs> you, you've you've made it when you've been yeah. banned on broadway <laughs> yeah you can't play it at like Aldeans and i've been oh, i've wow. been in that on broadway as a part of his band and they're like yeah no <laughs> yeah i can't play that and I'm like, what? I was like, I work for him. You know that, right? And they're like, yeah, we, it, it's, yeah, it's we not allowed care. here. Do you think there's a specific line that... Uh, I think it's butt-fucked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is that the one? I think, yeah. Yeah, that's I think it. that's, that's the that's one. It, I think we, it's like, when it hits that, like, I played it. I won't mention the name, but there's a venue here in town where they have dinner and, and you can, uh, you know, you play songs. and I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, uh, I got asked to play around there with some friends, and I was like, okay, well, I will come play here, but I'm going to play the song. Like, people are going to buy tickets to hear this song. And we have I told this story on here? You I actually did okay. when it first happened. Well, he hadn't, he hadn't told it, no. So, anyways, um, it comes my turn to play the song. Like, I play, like, some serious songs. You know, I play Troublemaker. I play... You know, some heartfelt songs that are really well-written songs, um, you know, and whatever. comes my turn to play that song, last song, and they come up whisper in my ear. They're like, they told you, they said, don't play it, but you do you. And I was like, well, I'm going to do me. <laughs> and I play it, and I hit the butt-fucked, and uh, PA turns off, and I stand up, and I just start singing an acoustic. The whole crowd's singing along, and then they turn on the house music, and I go back out. I go put my guitar up because they're ending the show. I go out. I go uh, 
back on stage. I rip my shirt off, throw it out in the crowd, do two middle fingers, and walk off the stage. They turned the house music on. Yeah, dude, they were pissed. We were also tracking audio upstairs because Alex had brought cameras, and they threw my hard drive that I was tracking the audio with upstairs. I was pissed about that, too. Damn. So fucking cunts. That's the bottom line. Like, it's all good. You know what I mean? They have a certain standard that they like to live up to there, but I also have a certain standard. You know, that was my kick in the footlights out moment. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you so got to expect some stuff yeah. like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And be ready for it. And like you said. But it, it felt good because, like, you know, my publishers and, you know, I'm at Riverhouse now and, and you know, Riverhouse stood behind me. You know what I mean? And it's like. They're like, you didn't, I mean, they were like, maybe taking your shirt off and flicking, you know, the crowd <laughs> off was a little over the top, but we love you, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know. Well, um, like you said, you, like, you're able to handle it. There's been shows that we've gone and played, you know, where the promoters were like, we need Trey to tone it back a little bit until we get to the last song. And I'm like, cool, I can do that. You know, like I played a whole set the other day. I didn't cuss one word until we got to the, to the last song of the set, you know, and I'm fine yeah. with that, you know. Um, I know the day will come when they ask me to not play that song and just play my other hit songs, and I'll be like, "All right, cool." Yeah, you know? where that's just another one yeah. in the in the yeah. pile. I mean, yeah. we, let's not forget Mitchell Tenpenny put out a song, "Bitches." You know? Yeah, that song. Was, Have you ever seen him play? You that were live? around for that, right? Oh yeah. Have you, you seen were in him Nashville play? for that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I opened for him when I lived in Birmingham. So Dude, yeah, people go crazy over that. Oh song. yeah, yeah. Flicks the whole crowd but off. Now he does he, a thing. Yeah, but it's now awesome. he does like this whole, well, he does this speech where he's like, I'm not talking to a woman, you know, and like does this spiel, but yeah, it's still a part of his show, you know? Hell yeah. And love, I'm sure it was when him. he first started doing radio shows, you know? Um, dude, he's such a cool guy. Um, when he did, um, um, when Dick Down Dallas was like first popping off, I played it at Doghouse and he like came up there and made it rain on me. And like when he came up to me at like Live Oak, me and McKinney, he was like, Yeah, y'all don't sell that song. Y'all just keep it. And like, you know, it was just kind of like offering me advice and stuff. But he's such a nice dude. And then his his uh, wife, Megan, she's been on, she was on the podcast and y'all did a song together, right? Yep. I listened to that podcast of her yeah. on here. And yeah, we, we have a song together and uh, we're, we're going to. What was it like working with her? She's a badass. Yeah. I mean, she just knocked it out. I love her vocal on uh, Really Shouldn't Drink Around You. Yeah. Like, it, it, uh, I mean, I knew she was going to be great, but it, I actually, when I do it live, I sing it the way, I phrase it the way she did she, it. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, it's so good the yeah. way she did it. Yeah. So cool. they're, they're just an awesome people and, yeah. uh, you know, both wildly talented. So, yeah. yeah. Lucky to have people like that. that she I can, can snowboard her ass off too. I know. I heard her talking about that. I'm like, I wonder if I could take her. And then I started thinking, I'm like, no, no. Don, I talked to uh, after she that, probably yeah, will be. after that episode came out. I was talking to Jordan Rager, and he was like, dude, what are the odds that she's a badass snowboarder? Falls down, breaks her back. He's like, don't worry, I can sing my ass off too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody worry. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I know. I need to do a snowboarding trip with uh, with her and Mitchell sometime. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Take Bonner, dude. He's incredible. Hey, let's all go to Vail. <laughs> yeah, do you I'll, think, I'll be a tour guide. Do you think uh, um, Mitchell uh, could snowboard? I feel like I asked him that question uh, before, but dude, I feel like he could. He probably could do. You know, do it if he wanted yeah. to. I don't know if he does yeah. or not, but so you, you were probably in town when Luke came through and blew up and did all that oh, yeah. stuff too yep i've seen a lot of people just blow up right in front of my eyes yeah like, yeah does it make you bitter or is it like 
you know? I think I've had my moments in the past, but I'm, I definitely feel like I'm, I've worked through that and I'm over yeah, yeah. Uh, any of that. Just I'm rooting for good music. And, yeah. you know, I just think that when you're rooting for everybody and, uh, you know, being positive so much, it's like honey, man. Yeah, I agree it, with it, it too. It attracts and a lot more. That's why, like, I'm team everybody wins, you know, if, if you know. Uh, somebody does great. I'm 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 happy for them. Yeah, you know, and it's like I think that you know you can't get called up in that the the self comparison thing. You know, no, because like we're all on the path that God wants us to be, whether you believe in that or not. You know what I mean? And like our story is our story, and it will be told how it's supposed to be told, regardless of what we do. The best thing we can do is just put one foot in front of the other. You know. Yeah, for sure. And and who can be upset uh, like about a guy like Luke who, yeah, makes sixteen it, like, number ones, dude. Man, he, that's it, awesome. Yeah, you know, and 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 all those guys in his camp or, you know, all his buddies and it just seems like a good awesome. dude. I don't know him. I've met him a few times and he's been very. We nice. met in Planet Fitness one time. Awesome. Yeah. Which one? Birmingham and, and uh, Irondale. Oh, Irondale. Yeah. So I, what? I, uh. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I he uh we live on, like right on the on the same road, so I see him on my road sometimes, and he he waves at me. <laughs> he gives you the two fingers. Hell yeah! I'm like that's yeah. that's fucking Luke that's Combs. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's great. Yeah, I try to be cool, and I'm like I'm not cool. I'm not yeah. cool at all. Hell yeah! Do you have a land where you live? I've got six acres. Badass. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask if you know you've been here for you said almost ten years. Mm-hmm. What what's one piece of advice you would go back and give yourself ten years ago? The first thought that comes to my mind is stay home. <laughs> like don't go out. <laughs> you know, like stay I don't think I could do it again. If yeah. I if I went back ten years, the energy that it's taken to just even get here, I, I don't know. It's like the things I've missed, the the net nieces and nephews I've missed watching grow up, the family, you know, the 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 weddings I've missed, the fun- like funerals, weddings, everything in between. Um but no, like that that's you know, I'm I'm not actually serious. I'm really grateful for the journey I've been on. Uh, if I could go back and tell my, younger, but it's real. It's hard. It's tough. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you, know? you miss. Yeah, certainly. That's been the you know. You have to make new friends because your old friends you can't go hang out with. Yeah, you know, you have like to- my mom. Sorry, my mom um, texted me today. They're having a little get together for my grandfather's birthday this Thursday and. Yeah, I mean, I have the weekend off from touring, but I got a song coming out in two weeks. You know, like I gotta, I gotta stay here and like work on that. You know, some so, content liners, everything. Yeah, all that shit. So, man, I, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't change a whole lot. I mean, I feel like I've gone through some highs and lows, and all that is combined is kind of has me where I'm at right now. And I, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm meeting new people. I'm, ex, I'm like open to new ideas, new friends, and I'm I'm enjoying where I'm at in life. So if I'm here where I'm at and I'm I'm making good music, I'm writing good songs, and I've got good people in my life, you know, whatever it took to get me here, I'm I'm you know I'm definitely proud yeah. of proud of that. So I wouldn't change a whole lot other than literally might have said, hey, th- definitely think about this because I came down here like ah, I'm going to give it a year. Yeah. If I'm famous in a year, you know, awesome. If not, I'll go home. Yeah, but then I started getting into it and just you know you year after year and everything and like I'm not quitting. Yeah, yeah, can't quit until yeah. you reach your goal. Exactly. So I I believe that you know if you have the courage to to start and do something, <laughs> buckle uh, up. It's it's just a matter of 
time and we will get addicted to it baby yeah we will be victorious like yeah. there, there's just no room for doubt and I, that i guess as i'm speaking i would have told that me there's just like remove the doubt i've had so much doubt in my mind through the years of like am i good enough and insecurities and uh you know for the first time really in the last few months i've just made up my mind like i really had to even within the past year decide like am i going to continue doing this and part of uh me continue continuing to do it is uh to remove the doubt i don't have room for it and it's just all it is is poison and so i wish i could have gotten rid of some of that earlier yeah that's yeah. real um what's next you got more music coming or what yeah man i'm uh i've got an a and r meeting on friday and sweet so we're putting the next project together um I was on this path of just like I was going to put songs out every eight weeks until something crazy happened. And then, yeah. you know, and then things and then all of a sudden uh, one of my so independent songs starts getting played on radio yeah. and, and things start changing. Yeah. And the plan changes. So I'm just kind of rolling with that. What right song now. is that? Question the Universe. Dude, that song is a banger. <laughs> yeah. So it's got it's got some people and in some uh in some great places that are really excited about it so i'm just kind of rolling with that and yeah uh i would i did not record that song and expect it to get like a song called question the universe to get radio play yeah yeah but it is how'd you make the edits for the curse words <laughs> i mean things yes, like that yesterday yeah yesterday i had to do that yeah yeah so it's that's what it's going to be is things like that and it was really hard because i didn't want to i mean i didn't want to like artistic integrity but i mean but, even that sounds cool yeah you know it, that's what we changed it to it's like it was the only option or we tried editing out shit and, yeah and that didn't really work so yeah. but things like that yeah maybe question the universe that's really cool dude well thank you for being on the pod man um i'm a big fan of yours like i said so y'all be sure to go check out T teddy rob's music it's awesome um i expect good things i think good things are coming down your way you know and and i think that when us artists when we focus on the music and not worry about what nashville thinks of us is when shit really starts to work you know yeah and uh i think it's cool man um you got anything else where did these people find you at well uh social media thank you for having me on here yeah, first dude, of off course. uh really great getting to know all you guys so yeah y'all are, are good people um you can just find me i'm i'm most active on instagram yeah i have all the stuff but i'm not checking my facebook i'm not checking too much other than instagram dm me on there if you're trying to i don't know get a short answer back or something yeah, get a short answer back or book you for a show book or me for a show. Yeah, yeah it's instagram but i've got teddyrob.com it's just t-e-d-d-y-r-o-b-b -B. yeah awesome y'all well thank y'all for watching episode 44 of the dm monday podcast please rate and subscribe um check us out on youtube because we're there and we are handsome men love y'all and uh we'll see you on the next episode peace out Not in day.
Like a missing piece, we just fit like your hand in mine does too. It was always you I was looking for, baby. Even though I didn't know it at the time, kinda wish you wouldn't have came. 